Hey guys, welcome to the 30th episode of the Indian Market Story. Um, it's a milestone episode for us today. We've crossed 30. And in order to celebrate that, we have a really fantastic guest with us today, Mr. Aditya Kondwar, a uh, really talented portfolio manager and an author. Aditya, would you like to introduce yourself to the audience so they get to sure. know you a bit better? So hi everyone, thank you for tuning in. Uh, like Varun said, it's a very special milestone for them and I congratulate them on reaching 30 episodes. So I'm Aditya Kondawar, uh, I'm a partner and vice president at Compute Circle Capital. You know, if I have to introduce myself, I would, I always say that I'm a curious person. And that is what actually led me to the markets and that has, that, that is what has led me to this juncture today in my life. So, you know, Varun, uh, you know, from a very young age, I was always curious, you know, and uh, when my parents uh, shipped me off to Manipal in 2012 for my bachelor's, right? Uh, it was, uh, you know, my, my family was going through a tough phase financially. And, uh, you know, that is when I saw a few of my classmates dabbling in IPOs. And I thought, you know, it's a, it's a good opportunity to make money, right? You know, because anyways, like I told you, you know, the financial situation wasn't good. And that is how I actually started my market journey. Uh, it was three, four years when I used to only dabble in IPOs. Uh, we made good money. Uh, we went to Goa. We traveled a lot across <laughs> uh, Karnataka with that uh, money that we made from the markets. And yeah, I mean, one thing led to the other. And, uh, you know, I have reached where I am today. So, yeah. That's, that's really interesting, man. So, uh, out of curiosity, what was the first IPO that you dabbled in? What IPO made the best money in those times? So, I think uh, it. Uh, I think Wanderla was there. I think uh, Bharti Infratel was there. Uh, it was called uh, some something else that time. Uh, there was a jewelry IPO. Uh, the IPO that I remember the most was of Indigo because you know 23rd August 2015 was when I joined my I got I got my first job. Uh, I started working and uh, you know when I got my salary after one and a half months because you know uh, I joined in 23rd August so you get August and September ka salary exact. So it was during that time when the Indigo IPO, IPO came in. Uh, my first salary was close to 14,000 rupees. And I put all of that money in the Indigo IPO. Wow. So 765 rupees ka jo Indigo IPO tha that opened at around 900, 910. And you know, then I was hooked to the markets. Every salary that I got, I started putting in IPOs. And 2015, 16, 17 was a good phase for IPOs because a lot of IPOs came and the general interest in IPOs wasn't, wasn't that much. Mm -hmm. So I could easily get allotments. I could easily double, triple my money. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, that's why I remember the Indigo IPO the most. I mean, wow. it is what actually really hooked me to the markets big time. I hope you're still holding on to those Indigo shares. <laughs> no, I am not. Oh, but, no. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that time, uh, you know, I did not have that much uh, compound, that much of a compounding mindset, right? Ah. I, I was just thinking that, okay, I'm getting 15,000. I'll put it in the IPO. Whatever 5, 6, 7,000 I get, I'll just take it and I'll, I'll move, on, move, on, mm -hmm. move on, right? So it was only when a few IPOs that I invested in uh, came out with a 30, 40, 50% gain and they still doubled from there is when I thought that, okay, you know, I'm doing, I'm, I'm making a mistake, you know? Mm -hmm. These companies can't be can't be held for just a twenty thirty percent gain. You know they're mm -hmm. doing they're doing much more than that. Yeah. So again, you know, curiosity uh, started reading a lot uh, before this period. You know, before 20, 2016, 2017. Iske pehle, I never read the uh, DRHPs. I just saw the companies and I thought, okay, let's go invest. But then I thought, okay. And during this time also, I made a few mistakes. You know, I burnt my hand in a few IPOs. So I thought to myself, okay, you know, uh, I'm doing something wrong. You know, I have to get to the root cause of it. And that is when I actually started reading on the secondary markets. I started reading about the DRHPs, uh, which basically tells you everything about the company, right? Mm -hmm. And that is when... Uh, Sorry, DRHP draft red herring perspective. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I call it uh, like the Kundli of the company because it actually tells you 
A to Z about the company, you know, what the company does, uh, who is the management, what they have done in the past, uh, what are the kind of the financials that the company has, what are the risks, what is the business model, uh, who are their peers. So each and everything, I mean, if you have that single document in front of you, you can yeah. learn everything that you could possibly can about the company and the sector, right? So reading DRHP for me was a crash course for markets, right? Because I read, I mean, till now I would have read easily 300, 350 DRHPs, mm -hmm. right? So that actually gave me a really good exposure to the markets, to the sec to the various sectors, to various companies. And th that was a turning point for me in life because that actually opened up my eyes. Uh, that actually opened up my eyes, you know, because I knew that, okay, reading this could actually help me make a lot of money. And I did that, you know, I've been reading DRHPs, I have been reading a lot. And uh, yeah, I mean, of course, I have, I have really toned down my uh, applications in IPO, but then, uh, you know, I keep reading a lot to just find sure. out opportunities in the stock markets. Yeah. So how did you go from being that curious student mm -hmm. to uh, the co-founder and VP of, uh, sorry, Complete Circle? Yeah, right? so I'm not a co-founder, uh, so I'm just a partner and VP of yeah, Complete Circle Capital. But uh, see the thing is, uh, like I said, you know the my first day at job, right? You know they gave you this, they they give you this lanyard, right? So the first company that I worked with was Eclux. In fact, it's a listed company. Uh, you know when I when I wore that uh, employee ID card, I decided that you know that I never want to work in a corporate setup ever. So you know I worked with Eclux, uh, I worked with Credit Suisse. Uh, then I uh, then I had gotten a job offer with PwC, but. Uh, Fortunately, you know, they backed out, uh, you know, they, in fact, the uh, PwC defrauded me because I never got my offer letter. So uh, it was 20, in fact, it was end of 2016 when all of this was happening. Uh, and, uh, you know, then I thought to myself that, you know, PwC has defrauded me. Uh, and I had already left my job at Create Swiss because, you know, we were shifting houses and I just wanted a break to myself. That is when I thought really hard to myself that, you know, the only thing that I'm doing in life today is just we look up and H look up on Excel, right? You know, uh, this can't really pay my bills going ahead. And there's no real life skill that I have. So it was during this six, seven month phase, starting from 2017 Jan to June, July, when uh, I started writing a lot on Quora. Uh, I started my own blog. I read around 30, 35 books, right? So this was a transformative period for me because... Uh, this was a six, seven month phase where actually I gave 24 hours of my life towards to stock markets. So, Quora uh, Pay, I became a top field writer. I started my own blog. Uh, it again became a hit with a lot of people. Then I thought that, okay, you know, let me uh, give fuel to this curiosity. You know, I, I want to do a master's course that actually satisfies, satisfies this hunger for the stock markets. So, I took up a, a master's course here in NISM, which is Sebi's own college. So, it's on the outskirts of Mumbai. It's in Patal Ganga. Mm -hmm. Panvel basically. So I did a one year course over there. And uh, you know, when I when I entered the college, I knew that I want to be an equity research analyst, right? Because uh, that was where my love was. And you know, I, I always dreamt uh, in the after the, that seven month period, right? I always dreamt that I want to be an equity research analyst. You know, I want to crunch numbers, I want to find out stocks, I want to find out promoters, you know, who can make me money, right? So from day one I had decided that I want to be an equity research analyst. Now of, of, of course, naturally after the one year course, you know. The first job that I got was of an equity research analyst at a sell side firm. Now for the uninitiated, uh, sell side uh, research means that you basically sell your research, you don't act on it necessarily. So the company that I've worked for did not necessarily act on that research, right? Now there are two types of research in the market. Uh, there are two types of employers, uh, so to say. There's a, there's a buy side research, there's a sell side research. So the level of level of buy side research is much higher, much refined and much uh, of a much better quality when compared to sell side because 
बाय साइड में व्हेन यू पब्लिश रिसर्च यू हैव टू एक्ट अपॉन इट इधर यू डोंट बाय द स्टॉक और यू बाय द स्टॉक राइट सो नेचुरली इट बिकम्स अ वेरी रिफाइंड एंड अ वेरी क्वालिटी काइंड ऑफ अ रिसर्च सो आई हैव वर्क्ड विद दिस कंपनी कॉल्ड सैमको फॉर अ ईयर आई वर्क विद अ कंपनी कॉल्ड बीपी वेल्थ व्हिच इज इनटू इंस्टीट्यूशनल इक्विटीज यू नो दे बाय देमसेल्व्स ऑन द रिसर्च दैट वी पब्लिश राइट सो इट वाज अ वेरी गुड एक्सपीरियंस बट यू नो अगेन अंदर ही अंदर देर वॉज ऑलवेज दिस फीलिंग दैट यू नो आई डोंट वॉन्ट टू वर्क फॉर एनी कॉर्पोरेट आई वॉन्ट टू डू समय ओन राइट सो नेचुरली आई वर्क विद बीपी वेल्थ फॉर फोर मंथ्स फॉर हाँ साढ़े तीन चार महीना आई वर्क ओवर देयर इनफैक्ट दर इज अ वेरी फनी एपिसोड दैट यू नो माई कन्फर्मेशन लेटर हैड जस्ट कम probation period ends right and you become an employee come from mm-hmm. right so that probation letter came and i was like you can keep you can keep it because i am <laughs> resigning today <laughs> and the hr is like are you serious <laughs> so yeah i mean i left bp at the end of 2019 uh, i had no plan honestly uh, went back home uh, again th- this 6 uh, 7 uh, month period where again i read a lot uh, i published a lot of articles you know every month i was publishing a deep dive article so uh, at the start of 2020 uh, each month i was publishing a, a deep dive article into a financial company so i started with bajaj finance manapuram hdfc bank kotak bank uh, and then i did a two two sectoral articles again on financials and that actually helped me a lot mm-hmm. then uh, uh, through all of these <coughs> articles you know i came in touch with uh, a few of my friends from twitter and mm-hmm. we started we decided to start a company so the first company that i started was fin academy uh, you know it was into edtech Uh, and the other company that i started was into uh, investment advisory and research so uh, you know that is the journey right you know uh, i had been always curious uh, i had uh, always i have always had this uh, kida inside me ki okay i have to do something on my own uh, and i always thought that if i don't do they do don't uh, start something on my own in this lifetime right so i would al- always have that regret so very happy to say that you know i don't have that regret anymore in fact those two years uh, jump started my career by say 5 yeah. 7 10 years yeah you know when you are an entrepreneur you have to do each and everything on your own yeah uh, you know there's no one to back <laughs> you up there's no salary yeah. credit message coming on the first no, no, or the no. third rights yeah. so you have no margin of safety you have no backup and uh, you, you know, know you're I, out in the open so yeah you know what i find the most challenging about being an entrepreneur yeah there's no backups that's one really big issue yeah. But the other thing is, there's no feedback loops. If you're doing exactly. a good job as an employee, yeah. you know, like somebody, आके बोलेगा भाई अच्छा काम कर रहा है. As an entrepreneur, you'll only know the outcome of your work like six months, Correct. one year down the line. Yeah. You can be working on something for six months, one year. Like honestly, like I have in this podcast, yeah. and I had no clue whether I'm doing a good job or not. You know, and now exactly. thankfully we have some viewers, Correct. and now I feel like okay, you know that that hard work is invalidated. Yeah. It's, it's a, I think that's a very good point. Uh, you know, you are. I mean, it's an endless loop, Varun. Right? Yeah. Uh, you wake up, you do your work, and you're not doing it just for a day, for a week, for a month, right? You're doing it for a, for a for continuous quarters. Like you said, yeah. it can be six months, twelve months before you actually know that okay, it has actually resulted in something. Yeah. Right. So, keeping at it is extremely difficult. Yeah, yeah. But you know, one thing I've uh, you know I can pick up from your story that I've not necessarily seen with a lot of people is, I think throughout your journey you had initiative and perseverance, and I think that's not. a lot of people that can say that right and i think that initiative is per- and perseverance is is why you've got to where you've got to but i see so many people that i speak to oh, i want to do this i want to do the markets i want to do this and, and they don't have initiative they don't have perseverance and they fall off yeah. and then it's like well of course you fell off you know so varun you know uh, i mean uh, thank you so much for those kind words but uh, you know when I, i i look back at my journey and uh, uh, 
I mean, honestly, I can't take all the credit for it. In fact, the major credit would go to all the people to, uh, to whoever have supported me throughout this journey, right? You know, people who actually told, who initially seeded the idea of investing. In fact, it's very funny that, you know, the people who initially seeded the idea of investing aren't investing today, right? Uh, you know, they are, they are, they're very heavy in debt today. Oh God. Uh, uh, you know, people who were very kind to tell me, okay, you don't do this, do that. You know, people who were just kind enough to talk to me, people who were kind enough to give me time, people who were kind enough to support me, uh, our initial clients, mm-hmm. uh, you know, people who just wrote a kind comment for us. So, you know, uh, I always say, I, you know, I've always tweeted this, that, you, you know, that the concept of a self-made person mm-hmm. is a myth, right? Because, yeah. you know, your parents support you, you know, the almighty supports you, your luck supports you, your timing supports you, yes. you know. Uh, just being born in India is a ovarian lottery of sorts, Absolutely. right? So I Absolutely. think there are so many factors that actually help you, right? So can't really take the take all the credit for it. So yeah. of course. Now that's a fantastic attitude, man. That really beautiful that's attitude. Uh, so I guess moving on, you know, from from understanding yeah. your personality a bit better, how is your investing style evolved? Because obviously originally you were, you know, an IPO kida. <laughs> now what's what's your investing style? Where do you put your money? How do you think about stocks? So. So the way I put my money and the way my company puts their money is uh, very similar. You know, if I have to synthesize it into two parts or two strategies, you know, number one would be to find out future themes, right? So uh, let me give you an example of a car, right? Mm-hmm. So Varun, the car that you used to drive five years back and the car that you drive today is completely different. Yeah. Okay? Uh, the only bragging point used to be uh, leather seats and sunroof and all, all that, right? But the bragging rights today in cars are totally different. You know, you have ADAS, you have regenerative braking, uh, it can be a hybrid car, uh, it can be a flex fuel. Uh, you have these huge screens in front of you, right, mm-hmm. on the dashboard. In fact, we don't even call it a dashboard these days, it's called a digital cockpit, mm-hmm. right? So, uh, you know, just extrapolating it, you know, think of a company like Infosys, you know, Infosys. Mm-hmm. Uh, was a god company for uh, people growing up in the in the 80s or 90s because it gave them a, a sustainable source of income. Uh, but today, you know, the scope of IT has completely changed. You know, you have companies like KPIT or a Tata mm-hmm. Alex or a Tata, Tata Technologies who are into driverless cars, who are mm-hmm. into digital cockpits, who are into regenerative braking, who are into ADAS. So they are developing technologies of the future, mm-hmm. right? You know, Tesla is a prime example of uh, mm-hmm. how the transformation in automobile has happened, right? You know, you have this, uh, you had this huge cars in the US with, uh, you know, they, they were diesel guzzling cars mm-hmm. and then comes Tesla with no intermediary, mm-hmm. uh, no commissions to any brokers and directly selling to the consumers. And their cars are, in fact, they can't be, co- they, they can't be called cars, in fact, right? You know, they are, they are, they are pieces of software. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, you know, we were, we were talking to the KPIT management and, you know, the cost of software in the car used to be 10%, seven to 10 years back, right? It went up to 30% in the past few years. Today it's at 50% and it will go as high as 70-80%. This cost of software? Just the cost of software. Because wow. cars are increasingly becoming pieces of software. As simple as that. Yeah. You know, uh, I mean, there was a very, there were there were a lot of memes, in fact, at the start of the year when Mercedes said, said that, you know, they would, they would start selling pieces of their car for subscription. But, you know, when we, when I spoke to the Tata management, Tata tech management, right, you know, they said it's, it's very true because, you know, cars will come preloaded with all the features. Mm-hmm. You would have to subscribe to them as per your need, right? It's, right. Like, a, it's like a Netflix. Yeah. You screen to pay for one screen, you have to pay for 400 rupees. You have to pay for 300 rupees. You have to pay for 400 rupees. You have to pay for 400 rupees. You have to pay for 400 rupees. Right? So, 
योर कार वुड बी लाइक अ पजल यू नो आपको जो जो पजल का पीस चाहिए आप उसके लिए पे करो एंड यू पे फॉर दैट सो माई पॉइंट बिंग दैट यू नो नंबर वन इज यू नो बेटिंग ऑन सच काइंड ऑफ कंपनीज हुआ वेरी इनोवेटिव राइट नाउ इफ दिस एग्जाम्पल इज क्वाइट कॉम्प्लेक्स टू यू लेट मी गिव यू द केस ऑफ रिलायंस रिलायंस इंडस्ट्रीज इज अंपनी दैट वी ऑल कनेक्ट विथ सो रिलायंस एक्चुअली ब्रॉट अबाउट अ रेवल्यूशन इन इंडिया यू नो देर बोरिंग ऑयल टू केमिकल बिजनेस ठीक है काफी पैसा आ रहा था बट यू मिस्टर मुकेश अंबानी हैड यू नो हैड थिंकिंग दैट यार इससे मैं क्या करूंगा यू नो दिस इज डाइंग बिजनेस राइट so he started investing in geo he started investing in iot he started investing in retail and uh, you know what what happened during covid right the who's who of the world you know the all the big investors invested in the company in various parts of the companies yeah, right yeah so i mean that's a brilliant example of what an investor should be you know you should be always forward looking right. because if you take your eyes off the future uh, i mean you're dead as simple as that you know again take the case uh, take the case of uh, elon musk right you know mm-hmm. when they sold paypal right you know he could he could, he had the option of chilling eternally in the bahamas right but he took all of that money he took a 100x gamble by putting all the money in tesla and spacex and yeah. look look at where the company is today right i yeah, mean yeah, yeah. you take any technology you take any uh, you know universe altering technology and that man is working on it you know yes. spacex tesla neuralink hyperloop i mean all all world changing applications right yeah so, even the solar tiles one as well yeah, yeah, yeah in yeah. fact that also yeah so this that is uh, option number 1 you know betting on future technologies and uh, you know the uh, strategy number 2 is to of course uh, you know bet on those companies which are which have a proven track record of excellence right mm-hmm. uh, and they are going through a bad phase right right so to give you an example take the take take the stock of maggi or t- take the stock of nestle india during the msg crisis that they had in maggi noodles yes yes right so the stock had corrected a lot they had a full blown blown crisis and just look at the stock journey from there right it yeah. has multiplied yeah take the case of infosys during uh, say 20 2015 16 and then uh, 2017 18 and then again recently so there there had been some public disputes between the outgoing cfo and mr murthy and the stock had fallen a lot right people wrote off infosys but just look at where where infosys was that time and today right yeah take the case of maruti when uh, at uh, when when in manesar one of their uh, managers was was killed by the union unfortunately you know stock corrected a lot mm-hmm. and uh, you know post that the stock has recovered a lot right so if i have to give you the analogy of mumbai right theek agar aapko andheri se fort aana hai right you know uh, रास्ते में बहुत सारे पॉटफुल्स आएंगे राइट समटाइम्स वो स्पीड में फॉल फ्रॉम 80 टू 20 समटाइम्स वो स्पीड में फॉल फ्रॉम 80 टू 40 राइट सो जस्ट टू एक्सट्रापोलेट इट आपका स्टॉक भी वैसा ही है यू नो देयर विल बी पॉटफुल्स जब आपका स्पीड पूरा खत्म हो जाएगा बट यू नो दैट यू आर गोइंग टू रीच योर डेस्टिनेशन राइट सो स्टॉक्स आल्सो गो थ्रू अ वेरी गुड फेज एंड दे गो थ्रू बैड फेज सो व्हेन अ बैड फेज डस कम इनटू अ पर्टिकुलर कंपनी मेक श्योर दैट यू असेस द सिचुएशन and if you see that okay the company can come out unscathed from it maybe it will take a year maybe it will take 6 months you know you just assess that and accordingly you can take a bet and most of the times it works out because see excellent companies are excellent for a reason right you know this these companies are built in such a way that even if a buffoon comes in you know he can still keep the ship steady right yeah yeah so yeah i mean these are my two uh strategies again to summarize you know number one bet on future themes uh, th- uh themes that will actually change the world themes mm-hmm. that are very innovative in nature and number two these are good or great companies going through a bad phase which actually ensures that you get a very good entry point into mm-hmm. the uh, into the company because you know everybody has a negative view and you have a positive view so it's mm-hmm. a form of contrarian in- investing so it gives you a good price and it gives you a good uh, quantity as well because everybody is selling right so yeah makes sense So right now, what kind of uh, themes are you looking at, and maybe sure. if you can, you know, share some names of stocks. Absolutely. Of course, they're fully covered by disclosures, so yeah. feel free to share 
So, uh, like I said, you know, uh, the number one stock that comes to our mind uh, is Tata Technologies because you know they are working on the uh, technologies of the future, right? Uh, you have a company like KPIT. Uh, mm-hmm. You have a company like Reliance. You have a company like say uh, Uno Minda. So you know, all of these are very futuristic themes, right? Uh, a company like Tata Technologies. You know what they are doing is that they're converting uh, your ICE, uh, meaning the traditional inter- internal combustion engines, to EV vehicles, mm-hmm. right? Uh, you know, they're developing EVs for new OEMs who have nothing of their own, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you have a company like KPIT, which is into driverless cars. Again, Tata Lexus is into driverless cars. Uh, take the case of LNT technology services, which is into smart cities, mm-hmm. right? Uh, take the case of Reliance, you know, they are retrofitting their Jamnagar refinery, which was into uh, crude oil distillation to produce new, uh, new uh, cleaner fuels, right? Mm-hmm. So, they're, so, I mean... Uh, you know, the, the average investor can't even fathom how complex it is, right? You know, Reliance's Jamnagar factory is the largest in the world and it's the most complex. So it, it has a refinery complexity index of 9.1, which is the highest in the world. What's a refinery complexity index? So it actually tells you if you put in a one barrel of Brent crude, right? How many distillates you can take out of it. So Brent crude is a lot right? You know, you can make petroleum products, you can make plastic products, you can make chemicals, right? So mm-hmm. higher... The more complex the refinery is, the more amount of products you can make, mm-hmm. right? So, I mean, number one, of course, kudos to them for, uh, you know, making such a facility. And number two, again, kudos to them for, you know, actually looking into the future and, you know, retrofitting the refinery so that they can produce cleaner fuels. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, if that's not enough, you know, they're getting into gigafactories, they're getting getting very big into solar. Uh, Geo, again, has a lot of big investors, you know, they are mm-hmm. getting big into IoT, they're getting, getting big into telecom, you know. Uh, in fact, thanks to Geo itself, you know, we have had so much uh, consumption boom going on in the, in the economy, yeah. right? I think one fact that really stands out to me is post-Geo, India is, I think, in the three lowest costs of data per kilobyte. Correct. Correct. And that's all down to Geo. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, Varun, we, we are born in the same year, right? So you would uh, very much relate to this. You know, there used to be a time when, you st- when we used to use 1 GB a month, Yeah. right? Yeah. And today, the average consumption of a user in India is like 40-50 GB. Yeah. Unprecedented. Unbelievable. Right. And there was a very beautiful report by Bank of America which said that, you know, before Geo, there were 3-4 unicorns. And after Geo, there were 35-37 unicorns. So, you know, India actually leapfrogged in terms of digital innovation, right? Mm -hmm. So, uh, you take the case of UPI, you take the case of ONDC. You know, we talk a lot about ease of doing business, right? Mm-hmm. But if there were to be an index called of called such as ease of doing payments, I'm sure India would oh, occupy the sure. first spot. Yeah. You know, I have we have clients in the we have we have clients in the Middle East, we have clients in Australia, and they take two three days to tra- remit money back to India, and sometimes yeah. that even that does not happen. Yeah. And in India, you have multiple options. I think last count was some 120, 125 options. You know, mm-hmm. Google Pay, Phone Pay, Bharat QR, this, that, anything. Amazon Pay, anything. Yeah, anything. I mean, you can't even count them. There are so many yeah, options, yeah, yeah. right? And the best part, Varun, is, is that, you know, India is actually not stopping, right? Uh, the regulator did not say that, okay, we UPI, kar liya. we are doing trillion, trillions of transactions every month. Okay, we are happy. No, they did not stop at that, you know. Uh, we are talking about ONDC, we are talking about eRupee, we are talking about blockchain. So, all of these things have become and buzzword account, in the today. Account aggregators. Exactly. Yeah. Even, this is so good. But, you know, even Aadhaar as a system, yeah. I know we, we tout UPI, but I feel like we've forgotten the power of Aadhaar. Like, oh no, absolutely. Aadhaar is a transformational system. Absolutely. The ability to provide digital identity, immediate KYC, Correct. you know, verifications, it's unprecedented. 
in fact aadhar is the biggest program in the world for uh, you know yeah. verification and you know thanks to aadhar there have been so many uh, i mean th- it has led to such a good effect on the economy because so mm-hmm. many leakages were plugged mm-hmm. uh, you know a lot of uh, public welca- welfare schemes were linked to aadhar so mm-hmm. it was ensured that the end beneficiary actually gets the result mm-hmm. so billions of dollars of the savings most, easily the most underrated feature of aadhar to me you know to yeah. be honest is how it's facilitated financial inclusion so absolutely I think when we were, you know, in our teens, yeah. uh, opening a broken account. Oh, thank you! I was just going to say that. Yeah, was such a pain. I see. All I the see. all the verifications KYC had to be yeah. done physically. Yep. Now you can do KYC in three minutes. Exactly. It's unbelievable. Absolutely. I mean, uh, I still remember. I mean, uh, of course, you know, I help a lot of people uh, start their financial journey as well. Right? They don't know anything, right? Sometimes these are people who don't even know how to use a net banking, right? But you know. This Jandan Aadhar mobile stack has made it so easy for them. You know, like you said, you know, three minutes, three minutes के अंदर पूरा KYC खत्म हो जाता है, and zero the again is so fast that thirty minutes के अंदर आपका आपका login ID password मिल जाता है. I mean, uh, you know, opening a broking account has been never easier than this. You know, yeah. earlier we used to sign like we used to do like forty, fifty signs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it used to be so hectic. I'm sure that twenty percent, twenty five, or even higher percentage of people would be just giving up. कि यार मुझे इतने sign नहीं करने. Yeah, yeah. And मतलब on the on the company side also. अगर आपके पास ज्यादा पैसा नहीं हो इफ यू आर नॉट यू नो बिग इन्वेस्टर व्हाई विल आई टेक द एफर्ट टू डू दिस एग्जैक्टली एग्जैक्टली कोई भी आया कर दे दे बिल्कुल बिल्कुल इट्स वेरी इजी इट्स सो आई गेस दैट ब्रिंग्स मी टू माय नेक्स्ट टॉपिक यू नो आई थिंक वी डिस्कस दिस आल्सो व्हेन वी वर बोथ बोर्न या इंडियास पर कैपिटल इनकम वाज 500 डॉलर्स या राइट नाउ इट रफली 2500 डॉलर्स एंड आवर व्यूअर्स विल नो दैट माय अनडाइंग पैशन टू सी अस हिट 5000 डॉलर्स बाय 2030 सो you know we know about dpi we know about you know how dpi is expanding access to services and yeah. you know we know about the consumption boom but what else is going to take india from you know this 3.5 trillion to 7 trillion or you know 2500 dollars per capita to 5000 dollars per capita see varun i mean uh, if i have to list out a few factors right i mean uh, number one would be uh, of course the kind of investment that the government is doing so you know the national infrastructure pipeline states that they have a investment outlay of close to 111 trillion which is 111 lakh crores right in the economy now take the case of mumbai right i mean it is safe to say that 50 60% of mumbai today is dug up yeah right you know yeah. you have coastal roads being constructed you have multiple metro lines being constructed you have the trans harbor trans harbor link you have the new airport coming up yeah you travel from pune to uh, from mumbai to pune you see the missing link you see multiple metro lines you see the express way been expanded you go to any city you know i was talking to a a bank manager here in up in uh, delhi in fact and he was saying that you know the transformation that they have done in the past few years is phenomenal you know uh, i think five if you rewind five years back right you know up just had two express ways and they're going to have seven or eight in the next five in the next three four years so they are they are going to become the land of express ways in india yeah. right i i read a uh, I I saw a clip recently that with the new Noida airport yeah plus Indira Gandhi airport yeah. they're going to do more flights per year than Heathrow Stansted uh, and Gatwick so it's going to be more like there's going to be more air connectivity than London and Delhi which is absolutely exceptional so since that since you mentioned it you know uh, so the airport is going to be built in four phases right you know initially the first phase itself will uh, outpace Indira Gandhi airport and by by phase 4 i think they would handle close to 35 40 crore passengers a year which is again unprecedented wow is going to have i think six or eight runways wow man so yeah i mean 
the kind of development, the kind of infra that India is building is absolutely crazy. I mean, I, me, I personally have been, I have done a lot of uh, road trips when I was a kid, when I was a teenager. And uh, again, I have done it in the past few years. And the changes are just amazing. You know, in yeah. fact, I have been tweeting it a lot. You know, I always thank Nitin Gadkari after a road trip because, you know, the road trips are so comfortable that, you know, yeah. they are even comfortable than a flight journey. Yeah. You know, flight may aapko it's like you know you're traveling like a cattle and all that yeah. you know seats don't, don't even recline yeah, yeah. but in a road trip you're so comfortable you can stop you can have naril pani you can just sit there you can just see everybody going by and it's, it's, it's just serene I mean India has just transformed its transport yeah. infrastructure and, and of course you know the there's a long way to go for us you know we have started on a good note and let's let's pray to God and let's hope that you know the momentum continues so number one is infrastructure number two uh, is that, you know, a lot of sectors are seeing a renewed push, you know, take uh, the case of agriculture, take the case of manufacturing, uh, take the case of, again, under manufacturing, you have pharma, auto, auto ancillaries. In fact, uh, the Indian auto market became the second or the third largest overtaking Japan this, Japan mm-hmm. this year itself, right? Uh, you know, you when we talk about the GDP doubling, you know, it's going to have a huge multiplier effect on all the allied sectors, you know? Yeah, yeah. So... Banking will not just double from here. It will quadruple or it will even do more than that. Because yeah. whenever a GDP grows, it grows uh, with the backbone of credit, right? Yeah. So you said that, Varun, you know, uh, GDP per capita, right? You know, you go to any mall in Delhi, right? Uh, and you, you know, people shop as if this is the last day on earth, right? So yeah. you go to airports, you don't get a place to sit. You don't get a place to uh, sit in the lounge. Yeah, yeah. Right, people are spending crazy on cars, you know, Lamborghini, Ferrari. You take any luxury car maker, they had record sales in the past two years in India. Yeah, you take the, to take a look at the housing sales, you take a, uh, here in Delhi or here in Mumbai, right? You know, they are, they are, I mean, look, it's a pair of jeans, yeah, right? You know, even before the project is launched or announced, it's all sold out, yeah, it's like a movie ticket, <laughs> like first day, first show, a pura building book, like thousand crores, five thousand crores is just halwa, yeah, right? So I feel that, you know, what people termed as a pent-up demand post-COVID, right? This is structural in, this is in structural nature. demand, right? Yes. Nobody expected at the end of 2020 or 2021 that India is going to have this huge, huge consumption, right? All foreign brokerages, all foreign CEOs, they're extremely bullish on India. You know, all consumption companies are putting up factories here, right? So, uh, number two is, of course, like I said, consumption. Uh, and the localized push by the government, you know, uh, there was a very famous article which said that, you know, uh, one out of two iPhones will be made in India uh, mm-hmm. in the next three, four years, right? So Pegatron has come here, Huawei has come here, Foxconn has come here. Uh, and a lot. And what has really happened, Varun, and which is very healthy to see is that, you know, a lot of states have started competing with each other, right? Mm-hmm. So everybody wants to roll out the red carpet for investors or for companies to actually uh, set up their facilities, right? Because that actually creates employment for the youth. See, we have a demographic di- dividend, right? We have a demographic advantage. But... Mm-hmm. If we don't create enough jobs, then that it can be a disaster in the making yes. for us, right? Yes. Then China ki hume one-child policy lani padegi, which will not be passed, right? Because yeah. we are a democracy. This we are not autocratic not like yeah, yeah. China, right? So, uh, so number three is that. And uh, number four, I would say that, you know, India is actually innovating a lot in digital. India, uh, so while the the past few decades, uh, countries have taken the lead up in, uh, say, physical manufacturing. Say, take the case of US in oil and gas, take the case of China in commodities and electronics, right? Uh, take the case of Germany for uh, your uh, uh, capital goods or automobile, right? So, I think India for the next 10, 15, 20 years has two twin opportunities, right? Number one would be manufacturing uh, hard goods. Uh, number two would be your cheap labor. 
right so uh, even today you take up any industry you know india ranks at the first in terms of per unit cost of production mm-hmm. right and number 3 is digital innovation right uh, mm-hmm. and services so what really helped india come out of the uh, balance of payment crisis or say uh, recover fully from it was the it boom you know yes. y2k ke time we were the only country we said that theek hai hum log hai yahan pe we can solve it theek hai and then we did our own old fashion jugad and we came out of it and thus was both the it industry boom right to abhi kaisa hai ki the same advantage we have because uh, you know we we have both the things we have cheap labor and we have government intent mm-hmm. right and the third thing the icing on the cake is that you know everybody wants to deleverage from china china plus one strategy is gaining a lot of limelight yeah. so to say right so we we have this uh, you know trinity of uh, things going on right so yeah this is very advantageous for us this can result in a i mean outrageous manufacturing boom in india you know one thing that one thing that i don't think is fully appreciated across yeah. uh, across the board of this thing is that india is the only country left that has a substantial educated young population yeah. china is old japan's old yeah. korea's old southeast asia's old <laughs> europe's old yeah. us is old So I think if work has to be done, it has to be done in India because this is the only exactly. place where work can be done. Correct. So, uh, so like I said, number one is manufacturing. Number two can be export of services or or export of labor. Mm-hmm. Right. See, uh, every see at the end of it, at the crux of it, every politician wants to show to their janta that okay, we are doing progress in the economy, right? Or they would yeah, be yeah. voted into power again. Right? Yeah. So in that sense, uh, what really happened with IT was the cheap labor boom, right? so that can again happen for manufacturing and that can again happen for say export of labor like you said right uh, actually it's yeah. going to happen for export of healthcare in some way shape or form because yeah. healthcare is unaffordable everywhere else in the world absolutely especially and in the us especially <laughs> in the us but even so in europe even in the yeah. uk uh, southeast asia is kind of okay but export of healthcare services i think is going to be huge so one of the beauty of india is that you know we have so much labor and the labor is so cheap that we can actually do anything Yeah, you know, you go to the Middle East, unke Olympics ke stadiums, unke World Cup ke stadiums. So, humne hi banana, right? Mm-hmm. So, we have that advantage to us, wherein we can, uh, like, literally export labor to them and execute a project, right? So, yeah. we become like a subcontractor, literally. Yes. So, we have that advantage, definitely. And you know, even when we export labor, yeah. the the advantages we get are a lot of remittance flows. Absolutely. One of the Absolutely. main things that's kept India alive through you know the balance of payments crisis yeah. and since is been the huge remittance flows. Correct. Absolutely. So even labor export really feeds our economy very no, well. No, no, absolutely. I agree. So I guess uh, you know all positive, uh, all all you know blue skies ahead for the Indian economy. Yeah. Um, so for people that are looking to invest their money maybe by themselves or. Yeah. or with somebody else do you have any advice on how people should get started on managing their money so see uh, you know before you invest in anything make sure that you invest in yourself right uh, you know there's a very famous quote that you know uh, doctors are not going not going to help you teachers are not going to help you uh, say money managers are not going to help you unless you help yourself right? yes uh, whatever you do in life make sure that you have the basic idea of it uh, make sure that if you work with any advisor in any form be it be it a doctor be it a money manager be it a lawyer right make sure that you understand what you're doing right uh so the principal agent relationship right make sure that the principal has your best best interest in mind and make sure that he can explain everything to you in a in a very simple sense right then you know that okay you're doing this you're doing it for this reason and this is what you can expect as mm-hmm. simple as that now there are various ways of investing in the market uh number 1 uh, would be 
like i said you know you appoint a principal or you appoint a agent sorry uh, for yourself right uh, meaning a money manager or a, a mutual fund manager or a pms advisor or investment advisor right any there are various forms of yeah. investing in the market uh, number 2 would be doing it yourself right uh, i mean we i think we have done it ourselves so uh make sure that you know before you invest any money you invest a single rupee make sure that you go on a uh self learning journey you understand yourself you get to discover yourself right uh you understand your risk appetite you understand what form of investing you are most comfortable with and uh, the most important point being that do you have the time for it right you know i talk to so many people uh, you know these guys are say assume that they are uh, investment bankers or they are big four partners you know they have no time for the personal life ठीक है इन्वेस्टिंग रिसर्च तो बहुत दूर की बात है राइट सो फॉर देम गोइंग थ्रू अ पीएमएस रूट और इन्वेस्टमेंट एडवाइजर रूट और से म्यूचुअल फंड एसआईपी रूट बिकम्स वेरी कन्वीनिएंट बिकॉज़ यू नो दे डोंट हैव द टाइम एट ऑल टू लुक एट इट राइट सो दिस इज काइंड ऑफ अ ऑटोमेटेड रूट ठीक है नाउ अ हाइब्रिड काइंड ऑफ अ रूट कैन बी वेयर यू नो यू अपॉइंट अ स्पेसिफिक इन्वेस्टमेंट एडवाइजर आपके लाइकिंग के हिसाब से ओके दैट यू नो दैट ओके वरुण इज अ से अ medium risk kind of a, 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 a mutual fund manager or a pms manager so i can put my money with him because you know his philosophy aligns with my philosophy okay yeah. so 50% risk lunga 50% stable lunga right uh waha pe what you do is that uh, you know you research about the mutual fund manager you uh, or the pms manager you are in constant dialogue with him you know you guys fine tune the portfolio so waha pe jo uh, investor hai he gives a bit of a time to the mutual fund manager mm-hmm. and to himself so various ways but in all of them i would suggest that you know before you invest anything in the market invest in yourself you know thoda sa aap pad lo uh, you know you understand what all things are there in the market how does it actually work so that you know when if tomorrow something were to happen god forbid not but then you understand okay this has happened and this is what i should not have done see because no book is going to teach you anything about the stock markets you know it is only when you invest your hard earned money and when you lose that hard earned money thoda or or a part of that hard earned money is when you actually is when that lesson actually gets imbibed inside your brain see everybody has to pay that guru dakshina to the markets there is no other way mm-hmm. i have paid it i am sure you must have paid it and there are lakhs of other people who have paid it and that is what has made them a better investor yeah. right it's the price of an education absolutely yes aapko wo guru matlab guru dakshina to aapko deni hi padegi yes that is all that is what will make you a better investor see yes. uh, if you face a loss either you will give up theek hai or or else you will become a better investor yeah I think when when investors face a loss, no, they yeah. go one of two ways. They either they become better investors and learn from that experience, yes. or even if they give up, no, they go to a professional money manager. So either Correct. way is no, it yes, ends yes. up working out. Absolutely. So I think that's a beautiful point that you made uh, because you know sometimes uh, after you make a mistake, right, you understand the pitfalls of it. You know, आपको पता चल जाता है कि what was the root cause? Maybe it can be that you could not give it, uh, you could not do enough justice to the process. Then you understand, ठीक है मैं time नहीं दे पाऊँगा. so you either go to a fund manager or you start to say a etf sip or you start a mutual fund sip right so whatever it is make sure that whenever you face a loss you know you just take a break take, uh, go to the root cause of it find the root cause and try to kill it hmm. don't try to kill your investments yes yes Take-a. of course so not. yeah so i think that's a a beautiful summarization of how people should approach managing their money uh, i think one final question i have sure. for you yeah. um I know that you wrote a book on mm-hmm. Mr. Rakesh and Janwala, mm-hmm. the big bull. You know, try and put a picture of that up. Uh, Thank you. And you know, a short while ago, I interviewed Neil and I asked yeah. him what his favorite story from the book yeah. was. Yeah. I'd like to, and he said, you know, everybody has a different perspective. So Correct. I'd like to know what's your favorite story from having written the book on Mr. Janwala. 
I mean, of course, there are multiple stories. I think uh, one of my favorite stories goes like this. So, Mr. Junjanwala actually invested in Titan. Uh, the initial tranche was somewhere near the 90s. Uh, and the best part was that, you know, nobody knows this. Because uh, the RTA records of that time are all physical. So, we had to actually go through a huge loop and find it out. And we did confirm it that Mr. Junjanwala did have a, uh, so to say, a tracking quantity in Titan. But it was in 2000. Two or three, when uh, uh, Mr. Junjanwala actually got a call from his broker. Okay, so his broker was Daki or something like that. And he was like, you know, Morgan Stanley is selling a huge... Uh, some. So, uh, I have a seller in front of me who's selling Titan at, uh, say, uh, 29 or 30 rupees, when the prevalent price was 34 or 35. He was like, 5, 10 lakh shares mil raha hai. And uh, he's like, just give me five minutes. So, Mr. Junjanwala narrates that he called up his friend Lakshit, right? And he's like, as a deal, take it. And his friend is like, no, 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 he's all be bored to take And then he's like, uh, you know, I said, Bhad mein gaya Lakshit. And he bought the stake. <laughs> and 2004 was when Mr. Bhaskar Bhatt assumed the uh, position of MD at Titan. And he, Mr. Junjunwal actually uh, went ahead and met him. So the story goes like this, that, you know, Mr. Junjunwal enters the office. You know, he sees that the office is very, uh, I mean, there's a lot of culture, there's a lot of young people. And Mr. Junjunwal gets impressed. The office is like open culture, beauty, buildings are beautiful. And then he goes, goes ahead and sits uh, with Bhaskar Bhatt and their half an hour conversation actually extends to three, three and a half hours. And that is when Mr. Junjunwala got convinced on the story. Right. So Bhaskar Bhatt was very candid with him. He told him everything, ki ye hamari problems, hai, ye hamari solution. Hai. So this is more related to the markets and non-market non related story. Uh, I would say that. So, Mr. Junjanwala used to frequent a bar over here. Uh, I forgot the name of the bar. This is Marine Drive. Pe hai, uh, Marine Drive pe hai. So, we went there. We sat at his favorite spot. You know, we spoke to the waiters. And uh, so, all the waiters were like, yeah, he was a very jolly person. He used to tell everybody, ki, hi, you stock, le sakte ho, invest. Karo. Uh, and then uh, I asked him, I asked them, ki, you know, what's the average tip that you get over here? So, the, the name is Joffrey's, by the way. Uh, so, we asked what's the average tip over here, right? So they are like, uh, sir, our average tip is like five, six thousand. Um, and we were really questioning our life choices that time. <laughs> <laughs> and after that, we were like, like uh, how much did Junjunwala uh, ji kitna tip karte the? They were like, sir, average 1500, 2000. Right. So why that is my favorite story is because, you know, he was a value investor everywhere. <laughs> and, you know, just to, you know, I mean, of course, I have given you all the stories, but in the end, uh, you know, Mr. Nilesh Shah, actually, uh, the CIO of Equotech Mutual Fund, right? So he opened up our session when we when we did our first book launch session. So he actually told us that Mr. Junjanwala anonymously has uh, sponsored a lot of uh, uh, people going through child education. Like, uh, he sponsored a lot of children going through school education. Uh, he built a lot of hostels. Uh, he did a lot of food donation. Uh, anybody who came to him, uh, you know, never went empty-handed, right? So, Mr. Junjunwala did a lot of things anonymously as well. So, I mean, he was a person who lived his life uh, king size. There's no, uh, no, no doubting, no doubting it. Uh, you know, he breathed, breathed equities. Uh, I mean, of course, I could not meet him. I think that's a regret that I have. But uh, I mean, yeah, all around a very, very great personality. And uh, like I said, yeah, I mean, I took you all, through all the stories, you know, where he was kind, where he was value seeking, where he was just himself. I'm sure there's there's many, many more stories. As, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, there are many more stories, many more stories, hundreds of stories that we cannot unfortunately tell you on a public forum. But yeah, there are. Well, uh, I think that's all the questions I had for today. Is there anything else you'd like to share with the viewers or, you know, the wider public? 
uh, I mean, I would just want to end this uh, end this session by saying that you know this is India's golden decade. Uh, you know, India used to be called Sonia Chidiya before, and I think that uh, period is definitely imminent for us. Uh, make sure that you know save you know earning money, saving money is just say half the battle. You know, uh, the other half of the battle is actually growing that money. Yeah. ठीक है. अगर आप bank FD में अपना पैसा डाल रहे हो, तो you are actually losing that value of money, right? So make sure that you put your money in a interest. You you put your money in the market so that you know you earn in double digits. ठीक है. You beat the FD, you beat the inflation, and that money actually grows. Yes. Right. Or else you're, you know, you're just uh, walking in the reverse. You're not yes. going ahead. You're walking in the reverse. Yes. And lastly, I would like to just say that you know, uh, I mean, my journey has been all about self-learning. Uh, it has been all about uh, uh, collaborating with people or seeking their help. So make sure you do the same. Uh, make sure that you study a lot. Make sure that you go on a self-learning journey, uh, because I'm sure that that self-learning self-learning journey will take you on a self-discovery cycle as well, right? So. it will open up a lot of doors for you right so uh, what my cv or what my academic qualifications could not open for me my self learning journey could open it for me right so make sure that you study a lot uh, make sure to reach out to people ask for their help there's there's no shame in it matlab even i do it today usme koi sharm nahi hai if yeah. you don't ask for it the answer is always no right but if you ask for it at least some people will tell you yes right yes so make sure that you do this these two things and i wish all the viewers a very happy investing journey thank you Uh, thank you. I think uh, thank you so much for joining us on this podcast. Thank you podcast. for having me and sharing your thoughts. Uh, it's been a fantastic conversation. Something Same I really enjoyed, and I'm sure thank something you. our viewers will really enjoy as well. Thank you. So uh, thank you so much for joining us once again. And uh, you know, it's it's a pleasure to have all of you viewers here for our 30th episode. We'll see you next time. We're we're not even uh, we're not even thinking of slowing down. We're just going to get faster and faster from here. Thank you. This podcast is produced by Elixir Equities Private Limited, a semi registered research analyst. Registration number INA 00004787. The information provided in this podcast is for educational and information purposes only and should not be considered as investment advice. Investment in securities market are subject to market risk. We strongly advise all investors to read all related documents carefully before investing.